Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Humor and Mistakes, and your host is me. And this week's special guest is a very, very special guest. Her name is Michelle Cobley. She is my ex-girlfriend. She is a professional harpist, a quarter-finalist at the Dutch Harp International Harp Competition. She's an artist in residence at Duke University. She also graduated from Berkeley. Michelle Cobley, everybody. Uh, can you want to talk, speak up? Yeah, a little louder. <laughs> and, and grip the mic so it makes noises into the... Like that? Yeah, you're All making right. a whole bunch of noises I might have to edit out later. How All are right. you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well myself. You know what? When I made my status, like, is she going to trash me on air? (laughs) Yeah. There was like 5% of me that was like, she might trash me on (laughs) air. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm glad you're not because that's (laughs) something petty I would do. Like, if if I had beef with someone, Mm -hmm. I'd be cool with them so they'd invite me on their show. And then... (laughs) I would trash them publicly. Yeah, well. <laughs> For an hour. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how much time we have. And they'd just be so sad they'd leave the station. Yeah, and now we'll continue to trash them after yeah. they left. That sounds like a good idea. Because <laughs> really you have no consequence if you trash me on air right now. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to make a short announcement before we get into your interview. All right. I have a listener in Canada, a different country, and they've been pretty consistent. I don't, it, it fluctuates between one or two people. I look at the analytics, but there's somebody in Canada that listens to me. Hmm. So here's what I'm going to say. Canadian listener. I listen to Drake. I also like Justin Bieber. And I am sorry it, what is happening to the Toronto Raptors right now. So here's what I'm telling you. You're going to get the first Humor and Mistakes t-shirt. I am giving you the first undesigned yet. If you respond to me and shoot me an email at humorandmistakes at gmail.com. I haven't even made this email yet. So if that, so if someone's already taken it, then email me at justindmcneil at gmail.com. But if you shoot me an email, Canadian listener, I am shipping you the first Humor in mistakes <laughs> T-shirt. What do you think about that advertisement, Miss Entrepreneur? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I wish that was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not. You, oh. Unfortunately, you live in America. I do. I do. <laughs> so tell me, who is Michelle Cobley? I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> but the rest of the world doesn't. That's true. So a lot of the world. <laughs> a lot of the world. For now. For now. Who are you? Well, I am a harpist. Uh, I specialize in performing jazz harp, which is a bit weird, (laughs) Um, but it's really fun. Why is it weird? Uh, It's just not common. I mean, harp playing itself isn't very common, I guess, in general, but then... Cupid play the harp? That's true. Well, I guess it's more of a lyre than a harp, (laughs) but they're pretty similar. Did you just educate me musically? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you did? You casually... Where you casually drop music knowledge, yep. like s- snobby music knowledge, yeah. but you you delivered it in a nice way. Oh, thank you. Good. I I'm appreciate glad. it. <laughs> yeah, so I specialize in jazz and improv, and I'm an artist in residence at Duke University Hospital. 
Um, I've only been doing that for about a month now, so that's pretty, pretty interesting. Something I never really thought I would do, but it's, it's been really great so far. So I'm glad I'm doing that. And I also teach harp and piano in Cary, North Carolina. That's about it for the professional aspect. (laughs) So you do music full time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It pays your bills. Yes, it does. Yeah. Do you know how jealous that makes other <laughs> artists, other ones that have day jobs out here? Yeah. Um, yeah. She said, suck it up. She has <laughs> nothing to say. She's like, suck it up. <laughs> no, I mean, you do have to kind of sort of choose, I think, like, if you want to do your art for a living, you kind of have to do things that you don't want to do as well. So I think if I just did things that I wanted to do only then maybe that wouldn't be the case right now. Be a full-time musician, and I was like, this is what I have to do. So I did it, and here how, I am. How long did you know that? Like, were you were you in middle school? Were you the middle schooler <laughs> that everyone was like, oh, I'll play the trumpet, I'll play the clarinet, and you were just the person like, I want to sit in the back with the harp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I decided at, like, age four or something that I wanted to play the harp. Why? Well, so my mom was singing in a choir at the time, and they had a harp accompanist there, and I just saw it, and it was just so beautiful, and <laughs> I just, like, fell in love right then and there. So everyone was choosing other instruments, mm-hmm. and you were like harp. Yeah, and I think there is, like, a little bit of the sort of wow factor that I like about it. Like, there's not a lot of competition either, <laughs> which is kind of nice. <laughs> like, it's not like violin or piano or something where, like, there's thousands of you in one tiny town or something <laughs> so that's you know I, nice. I thought you were trolling me when you told me you played the harp because i was like <laughs> don't nobody play the harp for a living <laughs> I had to do a background check make yeah. sure you wouldn't murder me <laughs> i feel like that would be a weird line to lead in with if i was planning on doing that <laughs> well it's, it's so it's interesting so i'm like intrigued mm-hmm. so part of me is like is this story worth maybe getting murdered? Like, if you were going <laughs> to murder me on the... Mm-hmm. I am I am a sucker for a good story when it comes to a Tinder or Bumble profile. Give me a story <laughs> that I can work with, that I can maybe turn into a joke, or, like, I can live through, and I'll go. Like, yeah. You know, it, it could be anywhere from I play the harp to... I just punch my boyfriend in the face and I'm running down the street. <laughs> I'm swiping right at, I'm swiping right as I run. Come pick me up. I was like, that's going to be an interesting night. <laughs> a very interesting night. Exactly. But maybe not in a good way. Get in the passenger seat. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you realize you had to do what you wanted to do. Uh, you were doing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. How did that evolve to now? Like, did you play all throughout middle school and high school? Um, mostly. I sort of stopped in middle school. Did you rebel? It, well, it wasn't really a rebellion. It was sort of like I was more focused on trying to be cool and popular. But The heart's not cool? <laughs> not in middle school. <laughs> um, that didn't really pan out. So I was like, I miss playing the harp. So I picked it up again in high school. Yeah, I'm glad I did. Well, it's cool mm. now. 
Like that's what that's mm-hmm. what I whenever I'm like talking to little kids mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, you may be nerdy now because I used to. Well, I, not used to. I did it last week. I I run this robot competition. I don't I don't run it, but I'm there. Like I educate, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm always like, look to the nerdy kid who's really interested but wants to see cool. I'm like, look, stick with it. And your yeah. nerdiness is going to be like you. Everyone's going to love it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what sets you apart in like fifteen years. Yeah, you just got to own it. I watch anime. I own it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I will watch cartoons in a little bit. Yeah, and also, just do what you like to do, and don't worry about what other people think. Exactly. <laughs> Which, easier said than done, but. <laughs> Well, you didn't know that yeah. in eighth grade. That's true. So you yeah. were crushing your dreams. <laughs> yeah. I often think, like, how much better would I be if I had been practicing in middle school? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did your parents, like, have a freak out, like, when you're like, no more harp for me right now? <laughs> um, well, not so much. It sort of came at a time as well, like, my harp teacher was taking a break also. So there wasn't really a lot of harp teachers <laughs> around the area when I was growing up. So it sort of... Everything sort of came together at a point where it's like, okay, I guess it's sort of time to take a break from this now. And then um, be one of the cool kids. Yeah. Smoke cigarettes behind (laughs) the bleachers. No, not at all. (laughs) What did you do to be cool? Uh, Nothing, really. (laughs) What? Well, I was just like, I was so shy and quiet. I mean, I'm still pretty quiet, but (laughs) um, yeah, just very, very shy. You didn't have, like, a bad middle school. Like, you got to be the bad, bad to the bone, Michelle, in middle school. Mm. Did you talk talk in class once? (laughs) Uh, I think I did in, like, fifth grade, maybe. (laughs) But not middle school. So, yeah, that's sort of why being cool and popular didn't really work out. (laughs) Because I was so shy and quiet and didn't talk to anybody. (laughs) So, it makes it difficult. (laughs) Principal visits, how many? I don't think any. <laughs> you didn't go to the principal's office? I don't think so. I definitely don't remember if I did. Come on. <laughs> you weren't trying to be bad and cool. <laughs> you ain't go to the principal's office once? No, no. I love the principal's office. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the principal type? <laughs> oh, no. We were not tight no. at all. <laughs> not whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, she hated me. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, there was there was one time when I was I, I was talking bad about her, and a teacher walked by, and the teacher didn't like me, so she made it her opportunity to go tell the principal everything that I said about her. Mm-hmm. Which was I was like saying she smelled like fish. She stank. I was insulting her. I was I was making the kids laugh. Mm-hmm. And so you never want to be in a position where a principal's looking at you and is like. So do you have something to say? Because everything in me, the defiance in me, wants me to say, yes, I do. Because like, <laughs> I ain't a punk. If, if I can say it behind your back, I can say it in front of your face. Like, that's my whole motto. Mm-hmm. But then the other half of McNeil was like, this is not the time <laughs> to prove that motto. Yeah, like, this will not end well. <laughs> exactly. It's only said, like, 25% of it. Like, I gave her, like, the <laughs> like the edited version you're not going to call him a bluff and make me a bitch, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to – I'm going to edit it because I'm not <laughs> – That sounds like a good compromise. Time. Exactly. I yeah. compromise with the two devils on my head. Yeah. The devil and the <laughs> angel. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So you start. You picked it back up in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like 
ninth between ninth and tenth grade I think around then yep and then I decided to go to school for music I got into Berkeley which was really cool so I went there and yeah that was awesome to go to Berkeley um I sort of wish I had realized how big of a deal it was when I was there. Um, but What do you mean by that? Uh, just like lots of people who work there are very prominent in the music industry. And, you know, you have like people from all over come and do clinics and things like that. Like Burt Bacharach did a clinic there and John Mayer and things like that. So just like I wish I took advantage of more things that happened, but... I mean, there are only so many hours in a day as well. So, was it um, intensive? Yeah, it was a lot of work. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, you'd have classes from like, well, the earliest class was 9 a.m., I think. Yeah, 9 a.m. And they always started classes 10 minutes after the hour to let students come in late. Because <laughs> y'all, y'all are hippies. Like, yeah, okay. music sta- musician standard time is what okay. I called it. <laughs> like running 10 minutes behind. So um, musicians are late and black people are late? <laughs> you can comment. No one's going to say anything. <laughs> don't, don't pull back on the interview. <laughs> it's okay. I get it. Definitely musicians are late. Okay. I know that much. <laughs> I get it. It's 2018. Yeah. You want to play it safe. Yep. You don't want your business to go under. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I shouldn't have put you in that position. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> it's all good. So musicians are late. Mm-hmm. Typically. I mean, so like, and then in orchestra classes, they'd be like, when you're on time, you're late. You have to be here 15 minutes to be early, 15 minutes early to be on time. So then schedule the class at 845. <laughs> yeah. But those are like more in the evening classes. So yeah, you'd have classes from like nine to six and then like a little break, and then in the evening you'd have rehearsals or something like that. And then after that, you know, your friends would be like, oh, we have a uh, room booked from midnight until 6 a.m. Do you want to come listen or jam or whatever? So is that <laughs> how like, musicians party? <laughs> like, we're just going to sit around and, yeah. and play the, the oboe and <laughs> together guys. Yeah, basically a lot of, like, playing music and drinking together at the same time. Is essentially what that is. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cool. Except sometimes when you don't have an instrument, it's kind of frustrating because you you can't really participate. Did you not have an instrument? uh, No, I had my harp there, but just like moving it around all the time was it's kind of a pain to move around. (laughs) So um, I was like, if I'm gonna be having alcohol (laughs) and moving my big expensive (laughs) instrument around don't know if that's a good combination (laughs) but yeah so that was most of the party scene at Berkeley (laughs) but I just added to my bucket list yeah to go to Berkeley for a year (laughs) but I think I'm at to do it on the back end like I'm gonna have to achieve so much success (laughs) that they'll let me in because I I wrote the dean a check type thing (laughs) right and people hate me for it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah it's gotten ridiculously expensive. Like, it was expensive back then, but now it's just terrible. <laughs> I want to go to bar. Like, that yeah. sounds cool. Like, you just vibe for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really neat. And there were, like, people from all over the world. And I don't know, coming from Cary, North Carolina, that was quite uh, 
an experience because <laughs> it's a lot of, I don't want to hate on Carrie, but it's a lot of the same people, you know, um, which is fine. But it was really neat to have that sort of global influence as well. And, yeah. I sincerely hope that reincarnation is a real thing mm -hmm. because if I do become reincarnated, I am going to be a douchebag musician. <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind it, that, that that is what I'm going to be the second time I'm on Earth. Mm. Or third. This could be the third. I don't remember. Yeah, but you don't really know, do you? <laughs> I don't know. But like someone who I'm going to practice all throughout, you know, your, the thing you did, practice mm -hmm. throughout elementary school. I'm not going to skip middle. And mm -hmm. then by the time I get to college, I'm going to be so full of myself with the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like just smoke cigarettes and mm -hmm. and just <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Probably like John Mayer was before <laughs> before he probably yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there the same time he was, Word. but yeah. <laughs> just so 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 much douche. <laughs> so after you graduated, did mm -hmm. you go directly to pursuing music full time? Uh, I know the answer to this question. Well, yeah, um, I moved to Asheville after I graduated from Berkeley, um, and I tried to do it full-time there, but it's not, it wasn't really working out, <laughs> um, so, like, I got part-time jobs in retail and law firm, <laughs> uh, which was not fun. It wasn't working out in Asheville for some reason. I think, like, here, we're really lucky because it's very affluent area and people can afford to do things like hire a harpist for their Christmas party or something like that, you know? Um, Those rich carry folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that had a lot to do with it, which is a shame because there are a lot of really talented musicians in Asheville as well. Um, Shout out to Asheville. Yep. Yeah. Lots of good players out there. So hopefully they'll be, I'll be able to <laughs> have that. Uh, as their full-time job one day as well. Yeah, so I lived in Asheville for a few years. Um, I had a pretty serious boyfriend there, and then we split up, and so I moved to the UK, and I got my master's degree in jazz performance, and that was about a two-year program. What school in the UK? It's called the Royal Welsh of Music and Drama, but I like to call it the Royal Welsh Music the Royal Welsh College of Music and Too Much Drama. <laughs> there was a lot of drama? Yeah, because <laughs> it was like all actors and musicians and things like that. And So there was a douchebag musician. Yeah, and very uh, emotional actors and things like that. <laughs> You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um yeah, so I was there for <clears throat> about two years, and that's a common thing, though, in like the the arts community. Mm. People are really emotional. It's like a it's like a very common thing that I'm starting to realize. Yeah, like I, it's, it took me a few years to realize it, but I'm like, oh, like it's this is just how everybody is. Yeah, I think I don't know why that is necessarily, but maybe it's something to do with like. We're always trying to express it through our art and music and whatever. And then sometimes it comes out 
in a not so great way in our personalities <laughs> well, yeah. and things like that. Um, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being emotional, but oh it's no, it's just. I think when you constantly like tap into it, you get yeah. so used to tapping into it, and most people don't tap into their emotions yeah. a lot. And so then when they don't, they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, because for me coming over, like, "Oh, like, what are we doing right now, guys?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. I remember in prior practice, they were like, we're all going to sit in a circle and talk about our week. You just talk about your week for two to three minutes. And I was like, um, guys, I feel so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us if you had a sad week, McNeil. Uh, I only talk about sadness every five years. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, sometimes it's a bit much. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Then after that, I moved back to North Carolina, but to Cary. And I've been there ever since. So one thing I want to talk about is when you got the carry, you started doing it full time, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason you went to grad school is because you were doing it part time. Yeah, I wanted to. Well, I wanted to improve my playing first and foremost, and so I thought that would be a good option. And then I also wanted to live abroad somewhere. So I was like, I can combine those two and go to grad school. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that was – those are my main reasons for doing that um, and to sort of stand out a little bit more. Uh, I don't think you need an undergrad or master's degree in music, um, but I think it does help, like, especially if you want to do teaching or anything like that. Um, just confirms that you do know what you're talking about kind of thing. Um, but yeah, if you just wanted to do playing, I don't think it's completely necessary to get any kind of degree. Just, you can, uh, do pretty well if you have like private lessons and, you know, if you're self-motivated and can practice and things like that. So, yeah. So one thing I remember us talking about is that you made a plan to do this full time, right? It was like Mm -hmm. a five year plan. And you got most of those things done. So how was it to jump? And did having a plan help you jump? Yeah, having the plan definitely helps. Um, My plan was a little bit more of like, you know, I started out, I wrote down like what my ideal day or week would look like, what my ideal income would be, what my living situation would be. Just like trying to, take every little aspect of life and think what would be the ideal part for this part of my life, you know? Um, so then I wrote that all down and sort of condensed it into a week <laughs> um, and then a day. And that was, I did that maybe like the last year of my program in the UK. So like that would have been 2000. 2014, 15-ish, around there. I guess in, like, 2016, I guess, is when I was like, oh, it actually happened. <laughs> yeah. What, what what all was on there? Well, like, I had, you know, the time I wanted to wake up in the morning, which would be, like, 10 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, this is all very extreme ideals. Like, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. But um, sometimes I have to get up earlier. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like wake up at 10, this is what I would have for breakfast. Um, you know, like 
I'd hang out with my dog, which hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> almost there. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Um, and like then I would spend time practicing or doing some work, and then like in the afternoons I'd go teach and then maybe play a gig or do a jam session or something in the evening like that. Um, so that was like the general outline for my day um, that I had in the beginning. So Your schedule was great. Yeah. Like it was, it was, I was jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so jealous. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh, I'm getting up at 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I know I don't do well in mornings. Like, I'm definitely a night owl, so I was like, I'll allow myself to stay up to like one or two in the morning, and then wake up at ten, and that's ideal. With this new position at Duke Hospital, I don't, I have to get up at like eight, which is not too terribly early <laughs> for the rest of the world, but for me, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's so early in the morning. Eight a.m. Oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's talk about it. It's time to get there. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about mistakes that you've made. We're at the point where we know that you jumped, you mm -hmm. had a goal, you made yep. it happen. Let's talk about some mistakes along the way. Yeah. So. This is the point where you could trash me. <laughs> so a part of me just, I sat up in so my like seat, <laughs> prepared to be trashed. Dating certain people, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. Um, I think it's really easy to get distracted, like. Not just like, oh, what's going on over here kind of thing, but in a bigger global sense um, of your life anyway. It's, you can be like, I really need to focus on earning this much money, but when actually it's like, yeah, you do need to make money, but I also need to focus on practicing and making sure I'm taking care of the fact that I can still play the harp, <laughs> you know, because um, <clears throat> if you leave it for like a few days and try and get back to it, you're like, oh, how do I play this thing, <laughs> you know, um, or it takes a little while to get back into the groove of it and things like that. Um, so I do wish I'd been more focused with like practicing and things like that. What um, were you focused on, madam? <laughs> um, the world wants to know. <laughs> Lots of different things, like even like really dumb stuff, like going shopping a lot and things like that. And yeah, just not very fruitful activities like that. And shopping can be fruitful, <laughs> I guess, if you buy fruit. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Um, or just leaving things to the last minute, like. You have to prepare for a performance or something, and then you're like, oh, I'll do that a week before. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is actually a lot harder <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Have you been burned by your procrastination? Um, I think not, like, completely. There have definitely been times where I know I could have done a lot better. So that kind of is frustrating because it's like I didn't do my best. <laughs> And I could have done better, but um, so you made the mistake of not focusing. How do you focus? Uh, well, I have lots of calendars. So I have like three different calendars yes, that I put everything do. on. <laughs> color and coordinated, color coordinated, like a dork. 
Yeah. But, but it's 2018, so dorks are cool. Yeah, exactly. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. It's just you meet the definition. <laughs> Clearly. And I, yeah, I've gotten into a habit of like planning out my weeks and months and everything, um, which has been really helpful because I'm like, even if you say like, oh, I have this thing on like the 25th of this month, I have 25 days to work on it. But when you really look at it, you don't always have that actual amount of time. So you're like, well, these three days I'm like booked solid. I'm not going to be able to practice that day. So actually... I only have less than 25 days, <laughs> 22 <laughs> days <laughs> to work on it or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I remember you like to plan in advance. Mm-hmm. So quick question. Yeah. You can trash me a little bit. <laughs> How much did it annoy you that I was a poor planner? <laughs> <laughs> um, on a scale of 1 to 10, you could just say, just give a number and we can go on to the next question. I think I'll go with like a 9.5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think like for me, like when people cancel plans or show up late, it's kind of frustrating. Word. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, doesn't everybody spend all this time planning their lives out and like. No. But no. <laughs> Not at all. No. It's kind so, of. Yeah. I go with the wind. You know? I <laughs> yeah, paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah, yeah. Every single one of them. Which is fine, but then, I don't know. Blame Disney. <laughs> they taught me to paint with every single color of the wind, and there's a lot of colors. You just have to paint on time. Fair time. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, what else have you had trouble with? Because you're an entrepreneur. Yes. You, you have a business. Yeah. You file 1099s. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So any mistakes in your business life? Um, yeah, there have been like some times where I've like not been very good about keeping track of who's paid me for what <laughs> um, and if they've paid me, if they haven't paid me kind of thing. And I'm like, hey, have you paid me yet? And I'm like, yeah, I paid you last week. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... That's a little bit difficult because, like, also I have dyscalculia, which is, like, dyslexia but with numbers. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so that makes anything with numbers rather difficult and <laughs> confusing. <laughs> and I have to do everything, like, over and over and over again. And, like, is this right? Is this right? <laughs> I wish I would have known that. <laughs> Why? Because I would have texted you with more numbers in there. <laughs> I never would have spelled out a number <laughs> at all. I just found extra ways to use to numbers. Exactly. Like, yeah. Let's go here at seven, and then it's going to take us seven minutes or eight <laughs> minutes to get there. Then I'm going to sit in the car for 30 se- I would have just added extra stuff. Like I sat in the car for 30 seconds. What did you do today? I sat in the car for 30 seconds. And then I went like, to why? work and it took me 30 minutes to get there. And then I walked inside and thought in the sky for 12 seconds. Like just so many numbers. I would have probably stopped talking to you. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, and it makes a little bit. More of a challenge, for sure. Oh, now you see, it, it's not my fault. You just ran the numbers wrong <laughs> what time I told you I was going to be someplace. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It wasn't 12.15. It was 12.30. What you talking about? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay. So you've gotten your business. Is is it better now? Yes. Yeah, definitely better now. Um, there's still times where I'm like, I don't know if that actually happened. Let me go check up on it. But now I have like ways that I can look into it, like just with online banking. You know, it's really easy. You can just submit it just by scanning in the check and things like that. Um, and so then there'll be a picture of the check when you look for it and things. So it makes it a lot easier to be like, let me check on my end first and then I can check with them and not like put myself in a weird position <laughs> and look like I'm trying to ask for more money or something. <laughs> yeah. So you're soft-spoken, you're quiet, you've mm -hmm. admitted that. How do you run a business like that? Because you, you've you gotten all the skills to run a business and you've been running it for a while now, so how do you balance those two? I mean, I think, I don't think you need to be like the extroverted, outgoing person to be successful in anything, really. I mean, I kind of have to think that otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit screwed. But um, <clears throat> Is that something you do? Like, make that up in your head? And I'm not saying, like, make it up like it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Do you just, this is who I am, and I want to run a business where I'm doing music full-time, mm -hmm. so I'm going to have to take my personality and make it work. Yeah. I think it's it's tricky because as an introverted human, you want to, like, just kind of stay indoors as much as possible and, and not do things, at least not that aren't in your house. But unfortunately, to be successful, you do have to sort of get out of your comfort zone a little bit. So I have to, like, make sure I'm really balancing those two things. Um, well, I don't have to, like, really be outgoing and gregarious or anything. Um, I do have to get out of the house <laughs> and get out of my comfort zone a little bit every once in a while. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you don't meet people... That's like, I think business is all, it's based around people, obviously. People buy things, people sell things, all that stuff. So you have to really know people. And it could be as simple as like having a close relationship with one person and they know a bunch of people as well. Um, so just getting connected to that one person can really help you and provide a lot of opportunities for you that you wouldn't have otherwise so how did you do it uh actually there was a harpist here in carborough that i had met um i like looked up online when i first moved here and i was like all right i'm gonna get in touch with like two or three harpists here and just like hang out talk about harp stuff and you know how much they charge for weddings or things like that um because you don't want to undercut the other harpists or anything like that. So, yeah, I, w I got together with a couple of harpists, and um, one of them that I met here in Carborough, she, through her, I was put in touch with um, the people that get me the two main gigs that I have now. So, like, I met the guy who hired me at Duke Hospital through her, and the guy who hires me for, like, Umstead Hotel gigs and stuff like that so networking yeah. networking networking mm -hmm. yep so not a fun thing for introverts but it is necessary <laughs> you do what you gotta do yeah mm -hmm. 
So how does it feel to do something that a lot of people can't do, right? So you take artists, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them have to work their day jobs. Like, that's a common thing, but you don't. So how does it feel to have accomplished that goal that you set out to do? And then could Michelle of, like, eight years ago have done this? And then how have you grown to be able to do this? Mm. Three questions. A lot of deep questions. You, I'm telling you, I'm getting better at this interview and stuff. Um, well, first question, it feels pretty awesome <laughs> to be able to do what I set out to do. Um, I think, like, it's very strange that I had supportive parents <laughs> uh, to help me along in my music career. Um, so I think... I have to take that into account, like, you know, it might be different if I didn't have that um, that support from them. So it feels really great, and I'm really happy and grateful that it's happened. <laughs> um, what were the other questions? <laughs> so you answered the second one. That was, like, could Michelle back in the past have right. done that now, and how did you get to this point? And you said your parents um, helped me. Yeah, my parents helped a lot. And so also part of my my patchwork quilt of my income is teaching. Um, and that's at the studio that my mom started a long time ago. So I guess that's either networking or nepotism. I don't really know. <laughs> but um, I am qualified for the job because I have a master's degree in it. So uh, I don't feel too guilty about it. <laughs> and I think like... Not a new word. <laughs> Um, I just Googled it. You're not going to be trying to make me look stupid on my podcast. <laughs> Throw out words like nepotism. <laughs> okay. Have you not watched the news lately at all? It's oh, all over the place. <laughs> fair enough. I now um, know what now they're know. There you go. Um, where was I going with that? Your family. Nepotism. I Googled it. <laughs> so I don't. I don't feel too guilty about having that job because I do feel qualified for it. Um, oh, not at all. Yeah. And then... I have no problem with family helping out family. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what are they supposed to do? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> You're on your own now. Exactly. If <laughs> yeah. you have a problem with your peers getting stuff because their family is in a position, then put yourself in a position so your kids can get something yeah. 20 to 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, Neil yeah. Jr. going to get a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky kid. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's cool. And and his response is going is to be, don't be mad because your parents ain't stepped their game up. <laughs> he's going to be ready. The moment someone tries to say privilege, he's going to be like, your parents sucked and my parents went out there and did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is a little bit like privilege, like. But it's not like it's my fault either. Exactly. You know? But it's not other people's fault either. Oh, I no, sort of. I feel like you know we all come from very different places in life and backgrounds and things like that. So I like to believe that we just do the best that we can, even if it's not a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's the teacher in you. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> That was so beautiful. That's my my idealistic view of the world. (laughs) (laughs) The artsy one? Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. 
you've, you've done a lot and you're happy. Mm-hmm. What did you do at the times you felt like giving up? And just because everyone works a nine to five mm-hmm. and you're different. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like just giving up? Well, there is a, like a tiny bit of an appeal to a nine to five job, like a good nine to five job. I'll say, like you know, you have benefits and um, you just go in, do your job, and go home, kind of thing. Um, so there, there has been like a little bit of an appeal to it. I'm like, oh, that might be kind of nice. <laughs> um, but then at the end of the day, it's like. I don't know. I just love music so much and being creative and just being able to do that whenever I want to and or when I've been hired to do so. (laughs) Like, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Did you focus on that goal? Like being able to do it full time? Like, so it was worth anything you had to go through? Yeah, I would say that. I think having that clear idea of what I wanted my life to look like sort of helped uh what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> um it helped me Motivate. get through those times that were a little bit more frustrating um or difficult usually it's like a financial struggle <laughs> when I'm like oh, I want a day job <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> or sometimes I'm like I really just want to go on a week vacation somewhere and not have to worry about anything and can't do that right now but because <laughs> you a business yeah exactly if Michelle don't work the business don't run paid. yeah what's your business name Michelle Cobley Harpist oh, so. I like that <laughs> very simple I should actually I need to get to turned into an LLC I think okay yeah. yeah so right now it's like a hobby business it's um like a Oh, solo. Soul contractor. Oh, okay. Solo proprietorship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, I, like, for me, I think it's fine right now, but maybe if it gets bigger or something. Don't say maybe. <laughs> when it gets bigger Thank and I can you. hire, like, an assistant to help me with emails or something like that, um, then I might want to turn it into an LLC because I think that, like, that protects you as a person. Um, In case someone trips over your harp or something. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like... I don't know why anybody would want to sue me, but they have they... a heart attack because your music's so good. <laughs> maybe, maybe they just fall the, f- the hell out. The what? <laughs> the hell out. They just fall the hell out. Yeah, yeah. They just, it's, it's too much for them. Yeah. So maybe like a little further down the line, um, but it seems to work out fine for me right now. What I'm doing. So you yeah. you did it. So you've you've listened. Mm-hmm. By the way, she never listened to an episode before I asked her to be on the show. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. You talking about support. There is none. But I'm not going to even bring that up. <laughs> you just brought it up. <laughs> We're not. Anyways. <laughs> I've listened to one now. Okay. Yeah. I have some questions from you from the internet. This is called unsolicited advice. Okay. And every week I to say that I'm going to make a jingle so I can – Say unsolicited advice and it sounds better. <laughs> but this part of the show is called unsolicited advice. All right. And I have questions for you from the internet. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to answer them All if right. you would like. Let's give it a go. 
What is the best advice you've ever received? Hmm. Can it be really cheesy? <laughs> oh, it can be cheesy. <laughs> Just the whole follow your dreams kind of advice, I'd probably say. So how do you apply that? Because uh, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> no, I'm talking about to the person on the internet. Oh, right. Michella. <laughs> um, yeah, just like get to know yourself and what you want in life. And then if you don't know how to get there, find people that have gotten there, been there, <laughs> um, and sort of like study what they've done. Um steps that they took and try and incorporate that into your life as much as possible. So, so. study you. <laughs> I Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do you mean maybe? <laughs> or like somebody even higher up, so like making a ton of money, like six-figure salary or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Through Fair music. Enough. But yeah. Um, yeah, so sort of like look for the, the top person doing what you want to do and See what got them there. Okay. Maybe this person wants to be a musician full-time. Maybe. And work for their parents. (laughs) Or their parents don't own a school. What do you tell them then? Uh, Tough luck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How do you get things done when you really don't feel like it? Hmm. Well, sometimes I don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, if you take a little bit of time to indulge in what you feel like doing and then do what you don't want to do that helps but only a little bit not (laughs) um you don't want to go overboard and uh all that stuff and then also having a clear reason why you have to do what you don't want to do like for example working out or something if you don't want to do that be like well if i don't work out i'm going to get really fat (laughs) or i'm not going to be healthy or you can think of it like, if I do work out, it'll make me feel better afterwards. Or like if, if it's something business related, you can be like, I don't want to do this, but I'll be more organized when I do get it done. Or like set a timer for just 10 minutes. Like, I'm just going to work on this for 10 minutes and then I can do what I want. <laughs> so You're dropping knowledge right now. A couple of ideas there. <laughs> there are people who are going to start a business today, <laughs> today, yeah, and it's going to be because of you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Humor and mistakes changes life. Yeah, <laughs> because you're here, you're changing lives right now. Awesome. Exactly. <laughs> um, what is the hardest truth you had to face that made you stronger? Um, probably not believing everything that you think or feel for that matter. So um, I used to get like caught up in these spirals of like self-doubt and just being like, oh, well, what what do you think you're doing (laughs) kind of thing? Um, Or like you can't do this because of blah, blah, blah or something. Um, And that can really kind of, mess you up sometimes (laughs) um so I think that was kind of an interesting turning point for me when I was like all right I don't actually have to think what I'm thinking I can just sort of 
let that thought go and then <laughs> find a nicer one, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that took a lot of internal processing to get through, and I still struggle with it sometimes today. Um, yeah, just don't believe everything that you think. What was the turning point when you realized that? Uh, I don't know, maybe like a few months after I started going to therapy. I just sort of realized like I was really, really mean to myself. <laughs> and I was like, why? <laughs> why am I like this? <laughs> it wasn't like a specific event necessarily that brought it on, but um, maybe just a cumulative events and thinking about things and my relationship with myself and things like that. So, yeah. So are you now in a happy relationship with yourself? It's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not an abusive relationship okay. anymore. Okay, it was yeah. it was abusive back in the day. Yeah, back y'all, in the day. Y'all are good now. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Y'all worked it we out. We figured it out. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's still some times where like, hang on a second, what are you doing? Okay. It's a <laughs> work in progress. Yeah, you just got to call him out on it. Exactly. Oh, it's him. We all have female and male aspects in our life, I guess. I'm not <laughs> oh, my God. What is my internal person? Is it a male know. or a female? I would say it's female because your external is male. <laughs> but but I, I don't know. My guy has a deep voice. I'm starting to, I'm starting to see yeah, like his. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought like I've never given my inner monologue a, a, a persona. Yeah. Yeah. But. I'm thinking back. It's got a deep voice. Mm-hmm. We just we gonna stop this conversation now because I don't like it. <laughs> We're done here. Yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy to like think about that kind of stuff, but definitely was a game changer for me. So, well, it's it's becoming yeah. a game changer for me yeah. too. Matt, gonna gotta change what I see of them now. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was like a coach, but I don't like that anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is now uh, Jessica Bill. I've changed there it. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a good, a good one. <laughs> Going to motivate the hell out of me. <laughs> if you could say something to past you, what would you say? Um, how old? When, when is a point when you needed the most advice from older you? Is there like a, a an age where you needed the most? Mm, like all my twenties, maybe. <laughs> okay, all your twenties. <laughs> maybe like from sixteen to twenty-eight. All right. <laughs> I guess I would probably say, like, take good care of yourself, um, physically and mentally, and everything. Just sort of make that a priority for yourself, and then fill in the rest of your time with the other stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely take the time to make sure that you're good. Now, when you originally agreed to be on the show, mm-hmm. you had not listened to the show yet. <laughs> but after listening, after you agreed, yeah. you said no motivational speech. And I didn't <laughs> even respond to that. You didn't? Because a motivational speech comes with the humor and McNeil guest slot. Mm. Okay. So are you ready <laughs> for your motivational speech? 
I, I suppose so. <laughs> you suppose so? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm a very motivating person. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, just do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just figure it out. <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> so you give me the thumbs up, and I will start the music. How do you even start a motivational speech? <laughs> Um, is that a thumbs up? Because I already turned off my oh. mic and then I had to turn it back on. <laughs> Do you want me to answer that question? Sure. Start with yo. Yo. Well, you got to give me the thumbs oh. up so I can start the music. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> yo. <laughs> Better take care of yourself and then let the rest fall into place and follow your dreams. Even though it sounds cheesy, that's what you gotta do if you wanna be happy in the future. But you can do it. And just do it. <laughs> and I think that's all I got. <laughs> are you are you are you losing Steve <laughs> losing twenty Steve. seconds into your motivational speech? <laughs> they called you in. You're 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 Michelle, the uh, the professional harpist who made everything she ever saw <laughs> and wanted to happen come true. <laughs> and that's all she had for the kids. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I don't think they would call me in to do a motivational speech, though. That's the... <laughs> Not after that one. <laughs> I don't know if you intended this to get you a motivational speech job. <laughs> That's going to be my new career trajectory. Uh, okay. Become okay. a motivational speaker. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got going on? Uh, I start back teaching in a couple weeks. Okay. Week after next. And um, just doing that artist in residence at Duke. And then I have... What does the artist in residence do? I should have asked this question during the interview. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I go around the hospital and I play for patients at their bedsides and um, in their rooms and stuff like that for them. That's beautiful. Do you have to yeah. carry it around yourself, the harp? Yeah, but I have a tiny little harp that I has like a strap that I can put on my shoulder and um, just walk around with it. So I don't have to take my big harp for that, which is really nice. Have you ever healed someone through the beauty of music? <laughs> um, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen it's it's generally very well received um and they really enjoy it most of the time anyway i just it's I, cool. I want you to be playing for someone whose legs don't work and then all and, of a sudden they start working <laughs> and they start dancing to your music <laughs> that'd be pretty cool i wish that dream <laughs> upon you that'd be neat that would be neat what else you got going on? So people got to go to Duke to hear you, or can they go somewhere else to hear you play? Yeah, so if you, like, break your arm or something and go to Duke Hospital, you can hear me play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, sometimes I play at, like, the Umstead Hotel, the one in Cary. Get married, they can hear you play. Yeah. For yeah, a fee. If you get married, yeah. <laughs> For a nominal fee. If you say that... Uh, you heard me on Humor and Mistakes. We'll give you a 10% discount. <laughs> this is, oh, hold on. You did not tell me you were dropping an advertisement. This is my first advertisement oh, on the show. Go. Wow. You heard that here, folks. If you if you reference this episode, you will get a 10% discount. 
on humor and mis- on on a wedding. <laughs> I'm so excited I can't even talk. Wedding heart music. Wedding heart music. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're giving away T-shirts yep. and we're giving away wedding playing <laughs> for a nominal fee. Yep. On this show. So make sure you tune in next week to see what you get there. <laughs> oh, you just put the pressure on me. Yep. Uh, wow. <laughs> Okay, okay. So anything else you got going on? Um, well, I'm moving in September. Should be good. Yeah. Are you looking for people to help? Is that why you're <laughs> shouting that out? <laughs> yeah, if you help me move, I'll give you 20%. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> no, I'm going to move into a two-bedroom apartment, so I'm excited about that. That is the artist's dream. Yeah. Like you're living by yourself in a two bedroom apartment, mm-hmm. doing music full time. Yeah, that is like the artist's dream. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like they write their, cool. that in their notebook as a kid. <laughs> if they don't make it big, yeah, that's that's what they want. That's the next mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty awesome, and that's about it, really. If that's about life. it, yeah. <laughs> Then that was Humor and Mistakes with McNeil and Michelle. We're on every week on 103.5 FM, WOMCOM, Carlborough, and Chapel Hill local radio station. Remember, guys, everybody makes mistakes, but it's okay. And if you live in Canada and you shoot me an email to humorandmistakes at gmail.com, which I have to make, or if you it bounces back, you shoot me an email to justindmcneil at gmail.com, you're getting the first Humor and mix, mix, Mistakes t-shirt. 